Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today because today is the day that the Lord has made and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am, and I hope that you are also. Today also is another day that we come together to thank the Lord because today is the second anniversary of the traveling pulpit being in existence. Two years ago, the traveling pulpit started with the notion of being ministry in motion so that you can take the word of God with you while you're on the go. And two years later, we're still here. We may have increased in number, but the word of God still goes out as it should to cut the heart, to cut the bone down to the marrow of the sinner, to make them convicted, to ask, what must I do to be saved? That is what the traveling pulpit stands on. That is what the traveling pulpit is about. And that is why the traveling pulpit exists, to bring you closer to Christ. Through the through the omission of your sin, if if it not had been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? But it is because of our sin that we have a savior that we can go to to have our sins cleaned, to have that relationship, that right relationship with him so that when he presents us to the father, he is presenting us unblemished, unbroken, and unbound. We are free indeed for whom the Son has set free. Hallelujah. Amen. I am so thankful that you are here today. Traveling Pulpit family, I have an announcement to make. This, tra- this platform, Traveling Pulpit, can now be heard on 17 different podcast platforms, including... Um, what is Alexa, uh, Amazon, Google, you name it, 17 different podcast platforms. This podcast can be heard on, which means 18. If you count your search engine, which means if you, if you're searching for the traveling pulpit, you will find the traveling pulpit. Not only that, you will find the traveling pulpit website. It is called travelingpulpitministries.com. You will also find on there the weekly Zoom call that goes out that has just begun. Um, We will be doing a Zoom call tomorrow at 6 p.m. It only lasts for 30 minutes. But in that Zoom call, there is so much that happens in that Zoom call. I'm talking about connection and direction and understanding that we must all come together as children under one father so that he can take our sins and just throw them into the abyss of forgetfulness that we might have that right relationship with him so long as we have that right relationship with his son. You know, none of this is possible traveling pulpit family without prayer. You know, it has been much, and I mean much prayer, that these things have gone one to the next. And these things have not happened overnight. These things have taken time. These things that I'm talking about are are the time that's needed to grow into. You see, a lot of times we want something so bad and we desire for it so much that if we were to receive it at that point in our life, it would either destroy us or we would destroy it. But thanks be to God that we have a savior who knows how to give uh, uh, give us increase 
as we grow. Nothing is given to us too soon if we're not ready for it, but we must be ready for it in order for it in order for it to be given to us, which is why the traveling pulpit is two years old. Things are things may look slow to the world, but that is to the world. But in Christ, things are right where they ought to be within him. And I want to stay within the realm of him, no matter what it is I'm doing, no matter where it is that I'm at, and no matter who I am in the presence of, I am not judged by what I say. I am judged by how I act. So therefore, if, if, if I am a man of the word who I say I am, then I ought to live as the word should, tells me that I should live. And, and not do as what the world does. You have to remember one thing. I am a God made man. I'm not a world made man. And there are a lot of world made men out there. But there are there are a lot of God made men out there. And I'm grateful and thankful to be one of them. So for you to be on this journey with me. During these last two years, whether you are new to this podcast, whether you have been been going along with this podcast ever since it started, you are with you're not following. You are with a God made man. And I want you to know that. And I'm so thankful for you for that. You know, speaking of prayer, that is where we are today. We are in uh, we are in a season of prayer where our prayers should not cease, but our prayers should continue to increase in the amount that we change things through our prayer. You see, this podcast is a podcast that is for the Lord. It is a pro-life podcast. It is a pro-family podcast. It is a pro-gun podcast. It is pro-protection podcast. Those things that the those things that are trying to be taken away from us, the things that God has uh, allowed us to have while we are here, those things that are trying to be taken from us, this podcast stands against. It stands with the word of God. What the word of God says is what this podcast stands on. So if you are in the Lord and you have have not uh, understood the words that this Bible talks about, welcome to the traveling pulpit because you will get an earful from me and you will hear me holler and scream as I tell everyone for a few minutes and then you'll hear me get off because that's what I do. I do not believe in wasting time. I do not believe in wasting uh, 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 energy or effort because I don't believe our savior wasted his time and I don't believe our savior wasted his energy or effort. I believe that the Lord, when he was, was with uh, uh, with us, with them on earth while he was here, I believe he gave to them what they needed to, uh, to carry on after he departed, but he did not depart to stay gone. He departed so that he might come again. You see over in the, uh, book of Genesis thousands of years ago, after man, uh, Adam, uh, sinned against Yahweh, the creator, the Hebrew name of God, God made a promise. And that promise is recorded in Genesis 3 and 15, when he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. You see, I'm talking about the season of arrival. 
I'm talking about the time before the Savior came to the world. You know, you see, there had to be a season of arrival because of the need of the world. The world needed a Savior, and Yahweh, the God, the creator of everything, the Hebrew name for God, he promised a Savior. So we know we know a savior has, is coming, but this was thousands and thousands of years ago. This was the season of his coming or of his arrival. From that time on, the promise of the Messiah's birth, the people lived in that season, which I just talked about, the season of arrival. And I believe uh, we are living in the season of the Messiah's return. How I come to that is... We are the the days and times that we're living in. If you look around, you can see the things that that the that the Lord told his disciples when he was with them, things to look out for, things to be aware of, not things to be woke for, things to be aware of. You see here on this traveling here on the traveling pulpit podcast, I believe there is a big difference between being woke and being aware. You see, a woke person will go back to sleep. They'll stay up for a little while and they'll get tired. But a person who is aware, they're on high alert. They are on what we call uh, uh, watch, meaning uh, if you ever heard a weatherman say uh, we are in storm watch. Well, that's what an alert is. It means that you're watching for the storm that's coming. And so we are watching for our Messiah to come because we are aware and not woke. You see, a woke person will go back to sleep because they're tired. They will wake up. They will be woke for a little while and then they will go back to sleep. But I believe we are living in the season of the Messiah's return. Therefore, we should all be aware and on high alert that at any moment he will arrive. There's one thing that binds us together in that in that return arrival, uh, and that is prayer, which is what I just mentioned. Prayer is so important because I believe prayer is the ultimate weapon to defeating the plans and the power of the devil who roams about the earth, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy anyone who does not know the Lord. And I'm talking about this toothless, spineless, hairless, um, uh, um, just wimp who feeds on the weaknesses of others. And I'm not talking about the physical weaknesses. I'm talking about the mental weaknesses. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that, that in, with if, this is a big if, if we stand together on the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the principles thereof, we will defeat, we will defeat, I believe this wholeheartedly, we will defeat the enemy and his plans. However, when we talk about sticking together, I'm not talking about one ethnic group to another. I'm talking about a whole group of people together because now that, that, that devil that seeks to steal, kill and destroy has now gone into the minds of the weak. And he is now 
trying to get into the minds of the strong. And we can only be strong for so long. But I believe that if we are praying, if we are together in prayer, if if when we come together, all we do is pray. I believe there is power in prayer. I believe that there is power in the name of the Lord. And when we come together, that power from above comes down below and it it gives us power so that we can so that we will not fall victim of what the enemy's plans are. The purpose of prayer is to communicate with our savior, with the Messiah. Because if you believe that our prayer is doing something there, imagine what his prayer is doing for us here. You see, he is interceding for us. And the Bible tells us he is interceding for us so that we will not lose hope in the season of his return. But we will have have strengthened our faith or renewed our faith in him, knowing that he knowing that he is praying for us. And I have three scriptures I want to share with you real quick how we can know that the Lord is praying on our behalf. The first one comes from John 17 nine and 10, where Jesus is about to go and face his, his crucifixion. These are the final hours of, of the Lord while he is still with them in the garden of Gethsemane. He says, I am not praying for them. I'm pray. I'm not, I'm, I am praying for them. I'm sorry. He says, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you. You see, Jesus was praying what is known as the high priestly prayer. He was not praying for the world. Even though Jesus in, in, in the earliest scripture, he has been given authority over all flesh. We are so thankful for that simply because someone who has not believed still has the opportunity to believe and become saved because he has authority over all flesh. But there are those who are so attached to the world that the Lord is not praying for them. Yes, I said what I said. He is not praying for them because he said, I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me. He's praying for the believers. He's praying for those who have made the decision to follow him. He is praying for those whom the father has sent him into the world for. And now he is praying for those now that he is coming out of the world, that the father will protect them. So even though he is, he has authority over all flesh, it is all flesh that, that comes to him for salvation. Otherwise he's not praying for the world. And there are those who are so dedicated to the world, who are so fearful to the world that they will do anything the world says 
thinking that this world is their home. And that's a bad way to think. The second one comes from Romans chapter eight, verses 34 and 39. And it says, who is to condemn? Jesus Christ is the one who died more than that, who was raised and is now at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You see, Jesus is at the right hand of the father, according to Paul. And the apostle Paul is letting us know that he is interceding in prayer for us. He is the one who has the power to stand before his own father and say, I vouch for that brother. I vouch for that sister. Yes, I can say I died for that person. I died for that brother. I died for that sister. Yes, they are mine because they are yours and yours are mine and mine are yours. We are in this together and together he will bring us home. I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Paul goes on to write these words in 34th, eight, uh, chapter 8, 34 through 39. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for we, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered from Psalms 44 and 22. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who love us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing. He is praying for you. He is praying for me. He is praying for us all. And nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord, that he has for us. I'm telling you the absolute truth. Why am I telling you this? Because this is what you need to know. This is what real love looks like. Real love says that I love you so much that I gave my only son for you. So that those who believe in him may not perish, but have everlasting life. This is what real love's look, real love looks like. This is why the traveling pulpit exists. This is why the traveling pulpit has been here for two years so that you can understand what real love is. It is a sacrifice. The third and the final first John two, one and six. John, the disciple, the one whom Jesus loves, wrote this and he says, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Remember I said, for those who come to Christ out of the world into him, he gave his life 
for the whole world because he has authority over all flesh, but he's not praying for the world. He's praying for the ones who come to him for their salvation. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this, we may know that we are in him. Whoever he abides in him, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Our Messiah is at the Father's side praying for us who have called and those who who he who whom he has called and those who call on the name of the Lord for salvation. Sorry, I got a little tongue twisted there at the end. But you have to understand, yes, we pray our prayers and they are heard and they are answered, but can I won't even say, can you imagine, but we cannot imagine the prayers that are being said on our behalf. I mean, I mean, it goes without saying we cannot imagine. That's a that's an imagination that we don't have. I mean, from 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 childlike to, to elderly, like that's an imagination. I don't think any of us have to know what it is for our savior to, to pray on our behalf. We sometimes don't even know what it means for him to be on that cross for us. We don't even know what it means to, to have our sin shown to us. So to try to imagine what it is that he is doing on our behalf, even as I speak, that's a heavy toll. That's a that's a heavy burden, and that is something that he does not want us to be burdened with. But for those who will choose Christ this day, those who chose who choose to come out of the, come out of the world and choose him. Hebrews 725 says, consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to him. And those who draw near to God through him, since he has always lives to make intercessions for us. This is what he lives for. Over back in John, he said he's not praying for the world, but he's praying for those that you have given him because all are yours. All are mine. Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you because Two years is not enough, but two years is enough. It is enough to be uh, uh, on this platform, to be able to share with you the word of God. It is enough to move forward, to build a website that that you can go to, that you can read blogs and you can interact. You can you can um, uh, find the email. You can email me traveling pulpit at Gmail dot com. You can. Uh, see the book that I have written, The Hill of Our Salvation, and also the book that is um, uh, presently being being written uh, that will soon be released. 
You can see all these things and to know that there are 17 different platforms in which you can find the traveling pulpit, which means if you're looking for the traveling pulpit podcast, you can find the traveling pulpit podcast. And this podcast is all over the world. So whether you're in Europe, South America, Asia, Australia, uh, France, Great Britain, Africa, uh, China, Korea, wherever you are in the world, if you want to find a traveling pulpit podcast, you can find a traveling pulpit podcast. And it would mean such a great honor to me, but it would mean even more to our Lord and Savior that you are reaching out to hear the word of God. And I pray for the pastors throughout the world. I pray for those who, who are being persecuted for their beliefs. I pray those who, who, um, who are being sought after for their beliefs. I recently read that there was a pastor who was uh, tortured by um, the Taliban, but he would not give up or waver from his faith. I pray for his family. I pray for their safekeeping. But you know what? We should be praying for ours as well. Just because we live in America don't mean we're free. Because you have to understand, Satan is all over the world, stirring up all type of confusion that he can, causing the weak-minded to do all that he has planned for them to do. But I will say this, there is a place, there is a place for him and his cohorts and the weak-minded that follow him. And that place is called the Lake of Fire. So before I get out of here, Traveling Pulpit family for the day, I just want to thank you once again for allowing me to come and just uh, bring to you a quick message of the Lord that you might be able to uh, take with you throughout the week that that you will tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord, that you will share this message with somebody and knowing that the word of God goes out for free. And I give it away for free because that is what the traveling pulpit does. The traveling pulpit is here for you. And if and when you need us, just know we are here for you. So now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and not and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy for the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time now and forever. Amen. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. And we, and we look forward to doing this with you on next week. Bye for now.